0: Okay, welcome to the show, everyone.
1: Happy New Year.
0: We are here. <laughs> it is the first week of the New Year, and uh, we're going to be talking about how to accomplish the stuff that is important to us, goals and whatnot.
1: And what it entails to actually meet goals, like, what do we need to be doing in order to, to get to the goal? For example, habits. Habits. I think good habits in place.
0: Yeah. Yeah. Because uh, actually New Year's resolutions come with a lot of motivation, a lot of inspiration, mm-hmm. a lot of energy, yet they have the highest failure rates of all, yeah. of, of basically any time of the year. Uh, and – I think, actually, I've got a really good quote here um, that I'm going to pull up. Okay, so, some interesting statistics to get us started. Statistic Brain Research Institute report that only 9% of people feel they were successful in achieving New Year's resolutions. 9%. 9%. Like less than one out of ten are successful with New Year's resolutions. With forty two percent claiming to never succeed and fail in their New Year's resolutions every year. So four out of ten never accomplish their New Year's resolutions.
1: Surprising, surprising that they would like keep setting a resolution knowing that,
0: right? <laughs> no. Right? Like, I know I failed, but
1: I'm gonna set another I'm gonna set another resolution anyway.
0: Let's have another crack at it. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. U.S. Bureau of Labor Statistics state that while small business failure rates are generally declining, the data showed that around 50% of small businesses fail in the first four years, so half fail in the first four years, with information companies reported to only have a 37% success rate. Other reports on small business have suggested, suggested that failure rates are around 80% after 18 months. failure rate after one and a half years, or even a 60% failure rate after three years, depending on the country, how we define small business and which industries are considered. So if we just use this as like a general indicator of what's going on, like, we suck. (laughs) We are are really bad at selling and pursuing goals. Yeah. Okay, so why do you think
1: this is? Why do you think these failure rates are so high?
0: Oh, God. I mean, there's so many variables to setting and pursuing goals, right? Like, and I think that the most popular form of goal setting has been the SMART goal, specific, measurable, you know, actionable, Achievable, or inter-
1: realistic. Time achievable, time.
0: achievable, uh-huh. or whatever it is. Uh, and there's slight variations on this, but, you know, it's essentially the same thing. I think the problem is that, and SMART goals can work, but... The SMART approach has been applied incorrectly. I think for short-term, more task or behavior-oriented things, it can work. But as far as like, you know, setting something that's at the vision level, it doesn't. And I think that's because the SMART approach doesn't work in a dynamic environment with so many different variables that contribute to uh you know pursuing and achieving the goal and it is more i, I think it's more appropriate to fit that into more of a short term plan than like you know what am i going to achieve this year in in the next year i want to achieve something that's specific and measurable and dah, 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 and all these sorts of things i think there's just too many variables that go into that so i think that's one aspect of it that's one piece I think that there are many other pieces like we've talked about before that people are selecting goals that are not necessarily based on their values or the things that are most important to them and perhaps the things that they feel that they should do
1: that they should do let's call this it is- the
0: ought self the things that I should do based on what I believe other people expect of me or um you know how how I want to be perceived in other people's uh eyes versus the more authentic, real, true self and what we truly want for ourselves based on their values and things that are important to us. So I think that's another part. I think there's so many different parts to this, but maybe let's let's start there.
1: And I would probably tie into the once. I'd probably tie into the once even a person's needs, right? What we need as well. Wants and needs can actually come in together because that's also going to provide you with some level of motivation. Um Sorry, and I totally cut you off. I know you were saying something.
0: No, no. Um, what what are your what are your thoughts on goal setting approaches like SMART?
1: So, the, so as you've already said, as well, I mean, SMART goals is like the most. I think the most commonly used one. I think it's a way that people can actually start to pin down into specifics or nail down into specifics and drill down as to what's actually important. Um, I know when I'm coaching clients, I like to use SMART goals because. Ideally, I'm trying to get them to kind of paint me this picture of what it is that they want, right? Hand me a photograph, just like you would, I guess, even as a, and I I don't know whether this is done nowadays, but I remember when I first got a personal trainer way back, they had, like, before we started working together, they said, Divya, bring in a photograph of either an, you know, an old you of how you want your body to look or a celebrity. And it was literally so that even as a trainer, they could have that sort of visual in mind And anytime I was stuck or I was feeling like demotivated or I was feeling like, oh, can't do this. Can't be bothered. They'd literally hold up that photograph in front of me, that visual to remind me, right? So that's like the same kind of thing that I've taken into coaching with specifics, right? Really drilling down into specifics, getting my clients to actually, you know, hand me a photograph of what it is they want. What does, what does life look like? What do you look like in, in your life with X, Y, Z achieved? And so that's, that's what I like to use. I I love, you know, talking in terms of like measures of success. So, you know, how, if you can't measure it, then how, how do you really know, you know, where you are in this coming back to though, um, and then obviously achievable, like achievable, you know, how realistic is it? And then what is the timeline that we're putting towards things? And personally, I, I don't actually like working with clients who are giving me like really, really long time skills of things to be achieved. Like I don't. I'm not the coach to work with if you are talking to me about a goal that you want to achieve like five years down the line or 10 years down the line. Because things change, right? Whatever we're going to work on, even in these few moments or these few sessions, these few months, things are going to change. We, we ourselves keep on sort of growing. So um, at least my style of coaching, I like to actually focus on shorter term, shorter term goals. But that's, yeah, the smart approach is definitely one that um, that I like. I was going to say i think that a lot of people tend to fail um with whatever they're they're setting out in terms of resolutions is also because the intention is often there but the actions and the plans behind the intentions haven't really been thought about right not and not drilled down enough into to actually say hey this is feasible or this is how i'll go about doing it or this is what i need to be aware of these are some potential challenges i might face This is how I can overcome the challenges. See, often we'll have this thought of what we want to do. We'll put it out there as like, okay, this is my resolution. This is my intention. Day one goes by. Day two goes by. We realize, oh, it's not maybe going to be as as easy as I thought to just, hey, it's the 1st of January. Let's just get started. Or it's the first week in January. Let's just get started. You're hit with something. Seems too difficult. And so motivation suddenly goes to an all-time low. Often because, again, we haven't really needed it enough or we don't want it enough. It's been like, oh, okay, everybody else is trying to get fit for 2023. Maybe I'll do the same thing. Everyone else is like, you know, jumping on nutrition and like trying to cut out sugar. Okay, I'll do the same thing. But we've not connected it to actually what that means for you or what that means for me to actually, you know, cut these things out or form different habits or have these different resolutions. And I think I think that's why people fail.
0: Mm -hmm. I love the visual representation and this is something that I did a lot with my clients because they would come in with what I think are stupid goals like I want to lose seven kilos in 12 weeks I'm like why seven why not eight why not six why not 7.5 like it just makes no sense to me the visual representation let's call this a vision I think is great We're, we're we're moving in that direction and we have that idea in mind now we have ways of being able to measure and track as we go so that we can make adjustments uh, and I'll definitely apply the smart in more of a short term so you know I love when you said like and I don't know if you'll agree with me on this like smart is a really bad approach for a five-year goal or even a one-year goal Uh, it's it's just it's not gonna work like there are Mm. gonna be so many variables that throw that off then what are you gonna Mm -hmm. do but for something short-term Let me give you another example. Like, for example, uh, I'm going through like a fat loss phase at the moment and I know what is required. I know my body well enough. I've been, I was telling someone this the other day, like I've been fat, I've been skinny, I've been built, I've been lean, I've been like all of these things because I love experimenting and I've been doing it for 20-something years uh, and I know my body really well. So I have gone from... Around three thousand, just over three thousand calories a day to two thousand calories a day. So there's about a thousand calorie deficit. Add that up over a week. Uh, now we're talking some fairly rapid fat loss. If I continue to do all the other things, um, I can measure and track that every single day. So there, there's a goal, right? The, but the goal is not set. The the calorie deficit is set based on what I know it's going to accomplish. If I do it consistently every day, it's specific, it's measurable, it's achievable, it's uh, time, uh, what's the realistic, and it's time bound. So, the goal for me, the SMART goal for me, is consistently having a 1,000 calorie reduction or deficit um, every single day. I, I'm, I know there's going to be some people listening to this going, oh, calorie deficit doesn't work, blah, 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 or, you know, calories aren't accurate or, you know, all these sorts of things. Like, that's a that's a separate conversation. Uh, or, you know, another one is, oh, don't you know that um, uh, according to FDA guidelines, the calorie amount on the package can be out by 20% so you don't know if you're up or down 20%. Yes, we know all of that stuff. We'll get into that in another conversation. Um, But I I know, for example, that if I keep the protein the same, if I reduce the carbohydrates, if I reduce the fat over a short period of time and I do that uh, consistently every single day, even if things are out by up to 20%, it's not going to matter. There's enough of an energy balance, enough of a shift in energy balance, enough of a deficit to know that I'll lose fat and I'll lose it really quickly. Right? Uh, so we're not going to get into the specifics of that, but the the point here is the smart goal is applied to that that much shorter term thing that's achievable, specific, measurable, blah 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 blah, and then I can adjust as I go, and I have the idea in mind that okay, after a week it should be about this amount of loss, or it should I should look like this, and then I can sort of readjust the vision or the picture um, that I'm sort of shifting towards. Whereas the way that, uh, and I had like 90% of the clients come in when I used to work in health and fitness and do a lot of one on one stuff. 90% of them would come in and go, I have a 12 week goal and I need to lose seven or eight kilos. I'm like, well, that's, that's just, I mean, I could get you to lose probably half of that this week just by, <laughs> yeah. you know, um, removing all the carbohydrates doing some shifts with water and sodium and and a bunch of stuff, but you're not going to look any better, but you're way less, but you're probably not going to look any better. So what is it that you really want? Well, I want to look better and I want to fit into my jeans or I want to do these things like, right, now that you have that vision, now we can sort of set some more smart approaches to that in the short term, but you know, get that vision first. I love that you said that. The photograph thing, that's a, that's a, that's a great one. So I I don't know if people are
1: still doing that. I don't know if like people in the health and fitness space still do that. But for me, it was super duper. Yeah, it was super duper effective. Because from a, right, from a client's perspective as well, having that visual constantly held up in front of you and your why, right? Constantly, you know, being reminded of your own why gets you moving. (laughs) you're like oh my god yeah this is why i'm doing this this is why i'm getting up at five o'clock in the morning or if it's coaching this is why i'm investing my time energy and money to actually be here and and be engaging with somebody that way so yeah i love that
0: and who was it that said um motivation gets you started but habit keeps you going i can't remember who said that i want to say someone like um what's his name jim jim roan or like one one of these guys and it's so true so let's and, – and, you know, we've got the vision. We've got the new year's resolution. We've got the thing that, you know, let's say we've figured out it's what we want. We're inspired to accomplish it. Right. Now let's get down to the actual planning because it's – and this is something that I write down for myself often, which is a house is built one brick at a time, laying them down consistently every single day. And then nine, six months, nine months later, you've got a house Bad weather comes in, builders have to stop working for three months, house gets delayed. But it's it's still built one brick at a time. And that's why I think there's so much power in, uh, of course, the, the planning and the preparation, but laying those bricks consistently. What are the habits and the routines and the things that we can do that just shift us one degree and another degree? They lay another brick. They put another, you know, a week goes by, we put a window in and now a couple months later we've got the roof going on and we start to see it taking shape but we've still got to lay bricks every single day to build that house right
1: well you've just said like my favorite word like like my word for 2023 and i don't know if you have one but mine is literally consistency because i feel like like you know so, when, so that's why i started smiling when you said consistency because that's like that is my my number one but, and it was because I was being, I was being interviewed for something recently. And I and I was literally asked, I was like, well, you know, how have you been able to like build your business in the way that you built it? And how have you like, just like been going and, and just constantly getting like clients and doing X, Y, Z. And, and that's what I said. I said, it's just, I do the same thing consistently. I'm just consistent with just one or two actions. You know, it's not to try and, like you said, build a house in a day, right? It's, it's, It's like picking one or two things that you can just keep on doing, right. That'll help you to build, build, build. And, and suddenly even those things become easier and then you can build in another habit. You know, you could bring in something else that, you know, to, to help you. Right. But it's actually, and I, and I think sometimes when we look at like, you know, new year's and new year's resolutions and why generally people might fail with them, we try and take on too much. Like you're going from like nothing to now suddenly, oh, I'm gonna do I'm gonna go to the gym seven days a week. Well, have you ever been to the gym before? <laughs> no, I haven't, but I'm gonna do it. As of the first of January 2023, I'm suddenly gonna do well, that's half the problem, right? Maybe you start with just going once a week. Okay, yeah, maybe your progress isn't gonna be that much. Or maybe you go once a week and you go for a walk a couple of times a week. Like you go from doing nothing to then wanting to do everything, it's too hard, right?
0: how did you develop this skill of consistency?
1: Oh, God, that's a good question.
0: Because uh, saying it's one thing, actually having it, developing it, cultivating it, uh, and I know it's something that I've struggled at, consistency uh, around certain things. In some other areas, I'm super consistent. But in some areas where I want to be, it's like it's not easy. So how did you develop this in the areas that you were perhaps struggling in
1: yeah you know for me i think i've shared this before right when i moved out of my banking career and out of paid employment into you know this entrepreneurial world and suddenly at that moment of realization that crap if i don't work i don't get paid right i was like and i need to pay my bills i have kids to look after, you know, a mortgage, bills, like loans, like whatever. I just need to live. And then it was a case of observing myself, right? What is it about a job that actually got me up and going? It was okay. I knew that my hours were, you know, from 8.30 to 5.00 PM. So, okay. I know that I have to do that. There's that accountability, there's showing up, there's like putting, there's having a routine in place. I knew that, okay, in order to get to my job and to do X, Y, Z in turn, I, it meant all these other things had to be taken care of, right? The biggest thing when i when I switched from employee to entrepreneur was the sense of freedom, right? Suddenly with freedom, it meant like, oh, actually routine consistency habits, everything can go out the window. But in that two week space of where all of that, you know, freedom is what I had. And then I had no money in my account, right? That was that realization of like, oh okay, I've got to build in some habits that are going to actually keep me going because I realized too much freedom doesn't work for me, right? Because, and so, okay, what what do I, what can I consistently do? So that's where it all started. It started with, okay, knowing that I hate getting up in the morning. So what's the best thing I could do for myself, right? Because I love lying in, even if I'm not tired. It's just that, it's just that thought of like, oh, I get to sleep in today because I can because it's again, it goes back to freedom, not being tied down to anything, being my own boss. So, what what was the biggest thing that I did in just that first, that first obstacle of getting up in the morning was setting myself up with an appointment every morning, whether it was a client, whether it was taking a course, whether it was teaching a class, whether it was even going to like a swimming class for myself, right, to go and do like um, what was it, um, aqua aerobics. I even did that just to actually, because I had stuff planned for myself on a Monday, Tuesday, Thursday, and Friday. I had nothing on a Wednesday. So what would happen on a Wednesday, Tuesday night, I would like spend till like two, three in the morning, being awake, watching movies, being on social media, doing pretty much like nothing because I knew I didn't have to get up the next morning. So again, I quickly realized that's gotta change because I'm doing that and then waking up late again on Wednesday and then by Thursday, I'm out of routine. So I deliberately booked myself in to like an aqua aerobics class that was happening at nine o'clock in the morning on a Wednesday. So it's just, for me, it started with those little things. It was just, you know, again, awareness and observation. What can I observe about myself, about my own routine? And, And again, where do I want to be? What do I want to be doing? Okay. I want to have, you know, four clients, four coaching clients a day. So what do I need to do in order to work up to four coaching clients a day? I also knew i didn't want to work fridays so okay if i'm going to be working only monday to thursday then what do i now need to consistently be doing and what do i need to do in terms of forming certain habits or routines for myself so that i can not only have the four clients day but also take off a friday saturday sunday right so it was a case of it, like these things have really really built up over the years I, I i then realized okay i do need again a sense of routine even for my marketing so after my, you know, initial thing of like nine, between nine and nine 30, I'd always have some kind of appointment set up for myself. So that would get me up and going. Um, by m- midday, like I always had a Starbucks run. That was like my treat to myself. You know, so I, I had timed it like, okay, I'll do that consistently. Starbucks or Tim Hortons, that's going to be my coffee time. And it meant I would get out the house. Then I would have like the afternoon, I'd block out an hour for just going through like LinkedIn and reaching out to people. So like that, I realized that if i do these things consistently and i have a habit in place for it in some kind of routine that works for me and again i know that's not going to work for everyone some people are going to be listening to thinking, oh my god there's nothing worse i can think about than than doing that so i think you know it, it takes a person needing to actually again observe themselves observe what works for you and then be able to actually um tailor your own day or your routines accordingly but the other thing for me was I never took on too much because I hate, and I know we've talked about this before, failure, but I just don't want, I don't like that feeling of like, ugh, you know, I set it too high and I failed again. I set it too high and I failed it again, which is where, why, you know, when we talk about SMART goals, the R for realistic, what is realistic for you, right? If I would, if I had, put, for example, set myself appointments for eight o'clock in the morning, that would be stupid. It's unrealistic because I'd have to take my kids to school right? So it's like knowing what actually is going to work for you. Um, And then actually, when you start seeing success, it makes being consistent easier too. Any of us in anything, I think we need to see some sort of a result, right? If you you have some kind of positive result, that helps with increasing your own motivation to keep doing it, right?
0: Mm. I'd love to highlight two things that I think you've said here as far as the strategies go that you've provided the examples for. One is it sounds like you've you identified if I get up at a certain time of the morning, then I will be more productive for the rest of the day. I'll get more done. Okay, then the question becomes how do I do that? Well, I know if I don't have something booked in then I'm just going to sleep in or I'm not going to get up. And then many hours of the, the day are going to be unproductive. So I'm going to deliberately book something that I know that I'm going to have to show up for that I I'm it's going to dramatically increase the likelihood of that I'm going to get up at this time. And not just an alarm or something, but something that is I, I feel I'm going to be required to, to go to a class. Because if I don't go to a class, I don't know if they have that this way you are, but basically, if you don't go to a class here, they charge you for not turning up. Yeah, so you don't want to. You don't want the financial loss, and uh, or for example, it's a client. If you cancel the client, then you're going to be letting them down. So of course, you're going to turn up. So it's basically putting something in place. So the the first one is putting something in place that dramatically increases the likelihood that you're going to turn up. Then the second one is knowing that you're going to turn up at that time, you know that you're going to then be productive for the next few hours. So it's identifying what's that one thing that's actually going to almost guarantee that the rest of the stuff is going to happen. And I think regardless of whether we're getting up at 8 o'clock or 6 o'clock or we've got different goals in mind, I think that is – An incredibly uh, successful approach here is to identify what's the one thing that is almost going to guarantee or guarantee that the thing happens that if we do it consistently is going to lead to success and I know I've mentioned this before the smallest next step strategy what's the what's the smallest thing I can do right now, the smallest next step that I can take right now that's going to guarantee that the bigger thing I want to happen happens? And it sounds like that's exactly, you know, in a strategic way what you've done. You identified what you wanted to have happen and then you put something in place that would guarantee that that would happen. And yeah, I love that.
1: So true. I love how how you were able to just encapsulate so beautifully everything I said in like, and I I took like six minutes just to talk about it, and you were able to like yeah put it into a strategy for everybody. Yeah, what what about you? Know, you? What just works looking for at,
0: you? Well, it's just it's looking at the it's and I love I love examples because I think through examples we can identify what the strategy is, what the approach is that that works, almost like. uh kind of reverse engineering a little bit. Um, Consistency. As soon as you said consistency, I (laughs) went, God, if I had to pick a word, consistency would be it. (laughs) That's what it's going to be. For for certain things, uh, I'm incredibly consistent. For other things where I would like to be more consistent, knowing that, I, I think, let me rewind a little bit. Long-term projects, I've kind of always had a bit of an issue with, because I like things to be completed quickly. I like to see the end result, and probably like most of us, you know, I want it, I want it done tomorrow, next week, next month. The first uh, brain first nutrition product we put out was done fairly quickly, the second one, which is one that i 'd been working on for years, when it came to going into production and getting label design and doing all the testing and sourcing the right ingredients and doing lab analysis like all of this sort of stuff, doing the beta test, then going into production, it took such a long time, and at first, I used to get frustrated all the time with hey this is uh, uh this is taking too long, why isn't this happening?' You know, something that should have taken three days takes four weeks. And then after a while, I just settled into it and went, look, most of these things are outside of my control. I can set them in motion, but they're not things that I am doing, like, personally. Some things are out of my control, and I kind of settled into this, okay, it takes however long it takes. There's not much I can do about many of these things. And then I'm like, right, okay. So, knowing that, what can... What what approach can I take, what mindset can I take to making sure that these long-term projects keep getting moved one step, two step, three step, one brick, two brick, three brick, they continue to be worked on every single day so that six months or a year from now they're complete. Because Six months or a year is a long time. And it's consistency. It's consistency with the stuff that's going to result in something being produced six or 12 months down the track. Cause that's a long, that's a long ass time. And it's very hard to see the progress when you've got hundreds and hundreds of things, hundreds of actions that need to be, thousands of actions that need to be taken and you barely see any progress from one day to the next. But a month yeah, or, there's or, a bit of progress. Yeah. Because
1: the progress itself seems to be really, really slow, right? and i think when the progress progress is so seen... slow yeah. for
0: big projects like that yeah. so what do you do and you it's doing, consistency yeah. and it's habit because i can't rely on motivation can't rely on that motivating energy to go oh yeah i've seen a bit of a result i'm going to keep going because there is no result from yesterday to today or from today to 2 days from now
1: but another so you didn't say this but this is another word that came to mind for me when you, when you were talking about even your little this experience right And it's funny enough, it's a word that actually I was talking about with my sister-in-law this morning, and it's this word acceptance. See, there's a level of acceptance, right? That you have to also be willing to admit to, or, or be willing to sort of just bring into your life in order to just deal with whatever else is out of your control. And it's that level of acceptance where actually there are things that I can't control and so me getting hecked up and worked up about it really does nothing. Right. So accepting it and accepting that, that situation or that aspect of the stuff you can't control allows you to then move forward with what is within your control. Right. So I think, you know, acceptance actually on many levels is, is actually, um, key because we can get so bent out of shape with the things that are out of our control. And you, it's so easy to like, just get swallowed into that whole of stuff. Right. And it leads you nowhere.
0: I think that's going to be a big one for everyone. Yeah. How can we be more consistent? What are the habits we can put in place? What are the things that we can do that guarantee or almost guarantee that we will follow through with the tasks and the actions and the behaviours every single day? And then, of course, that leads us into how long does it take to Mm. create that habit, which, of course, we've talked about this study, which I kind of – I uh, didn't I wasn't so accurate with the the days. Um this uh University College of London study where they looked at how long does it take for people to hit automaticity? Uh and they said it's basically ranges uh, the time it took for participants to reach 95% of their asymptote of automaticity ranged from 18 to 254 days. I think I said like 284, but basically 18 to 254 days. So that's a big range, and that's because there are many variables to forming mm-hmm. a forming a habit, and I think the average was like 66 days. But I think one of the things that is important to recognize here is that it's the consistency. Like if we miss a day here or there is fine, but the more consistent we can be in the same environment, the same time of day, the same routine, like try and – uh, think. Think of automation. Try and like think of the behavior as part of an automation process. If you were replaced by a robot, what are the sequence of steps that you would program the robot to do, and literally do that? Write it down. I don't know about you, when you're trying to create a new habit, but I will put Post-it notes and go one, and what the thing is the 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 not just one. Go to the gym. It'll be one. And I'll put it where I can see it. And put not that I do this for the gym, but I'm just providing an example. Put on shoes. Two, grab water bottle and put that where I can see it, where the water bottle is. Three, grab gym bag, put it on the gym bag. Four, and put the the you know five to seven steps on post-it notes where I can see them in the sequence, with the reducing each of these down to a small. Easy to action, task or behavior, small things. Pick up this, go there, do this thing because each one of these steps is easy to do by itself. Going to the gym requires many steps. And for a lot of people that haven't been to the gym before, it's like, that's a lot.
1: It's, yes. Go mm-hmm. to the gym. Oh God,
0: yeah. I've got to think through what do I do? What's the sequence? Da-da-da? But write the sequence out, what are the steps, and then just think of it like an automation process. Like you're a robot and you're going through this thing. One, two, three, four, five, six, seven. You've got to program this thing and then do that as many days in a row as you possibly can. And then after a while, 18 to 254 days, it will become automatic and you'll go 99% of the time.
1: Yeah. I think it's also though, um, not picking too many things. Like, if you want to actually, you know, it's not to... Like, if, if we're really thinking about, okay, how do we want to start 2023? Or how, you know, what are the New Year's resolutions or anything that we're trying to put into place even over the next little while? Don't go overboard with, like, you know, picking a ton of things that you've never done before, right? Or that you're, you know, you're, you're, you have to kind of spend a lot of time to kind of navigate and work your way through it because that itself is going to be cumbersome and tiresome for a person. And so you just don't get started, right? So it's it's not really then surprising when you think about some of the statistics that you read out at the beginning of this as to why people do actually, or why so many people fail with stuff, right? So I think as well, like don't pick too many things, like limit it. And and again, as you start, as those become habits, you can, you can start picking new things, right? Mm. But um,
0: how, how many, how many things would you recommend? Three? three yeah three things
1: and they don't have to In be different huge areas. no they could be i mean they don't i mean i think, and I think that's really cuz you know for me for example i might have a business goal and a personal goal and a co- and a goal with my kids but somebody who maybe doesn't have a business might just have like all personal goals or maybe all professional goals right so it could be it could be anything right but i but i just if you, like, I, I feel like if you want to actually make a habit stick, then set yourself up for success as well. There's no point in saying, okay, I'm going to, I'm going to try and go to bed early. I'm going to fix up my, you know, nutrition and start eating clean. I'm going to give up sugar. I'm going to exercise every day. I'm going to join the gym and I'm going to grow my business by 50%, <laughs> Do you know what I mean? Like,
0: it's way too much.
1: It's way too much
0: yeah and nervous and i'm all for being ambitious by the way
1: but you've got to be realistic
0: 100 percent. yeah and and i think that's the thing about um life mastery and i think one of the reasons why selected the word project is because like it's always a work in in progress right it's a project it's something that we're constantly working on but we cannot work on all of these things all of the time that's why I, i i I hate these big transformation programs when we're trying to overhaul every aspect of our life. It is not... It is... I'm not going to say it's not going to stick. The likelihood that any one of these things is going to stick long-term is probably directly proportional to... uh, Like, the the likelihood that they're going to stick long-term is probably directly proportional to... Or inversely correlated, I should say, with the number of things if you're doing if you're focusing on one thing the likelihood that you'll stick to it is going to increase. If you do two, maybe it drops a little. If you do three, maybe a little. If you're trying to do 17 different things, the likelihood that any one of those things is going to stick is probably going to plummet to to zero long term. Right, so I love that. One let, let's say let's say as a rule one to three things or maybe one thing in three different areas of your life or or you know probably no more than three things. Uh, otherwise, it just.
1: <laughs> Sorry, I had to <just> sneeze.
0: <laughs> we're keeping that in. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, thanks. <laughs> we're, we're, yeah, we're going to switch switch to you on that on that, yeah. On that part. Um, yeah, yeah inversely to correlated. Things? Inversely correlated. The the more things you try and overhaul, the less likely you are that it is that any of those are going to stick. So takeaways, uh, number one piece of advice for people that are wanting to accomplish the things that are important to them this year, what's what, what would be your number one piece of advice?
1: Pick something. So like we've just said, pick one to three things that you are going to, that, that you have as a as a habit or something that you want to set up for yourself. And if you fail, it's okay. It's always all right to like, you know, readjust and and we collaborate and decide again maybe maybe you try something it isn't for you but it's never you know it's never like oh that's the be all and end all there's always room for adjustment and it's about actually just learning what works for you but just pick something and get started decide
0: yeah i'm going to echo that and add do it consistently like yes. f- work on this thing every single day carve out a piece of time put it into the schedule put it on the calendar Whatever you need to do, set the reminders, set the alarms, put it into a sequence, make, turn it into a habit, create rituals around it and do it consistently, knowing that the house gets built with bricks being put up every single day, but one brick at a time. And then six months, nine months, 12 months later, you've got a, a beautiful house.
1: Yeah. Love
0: that. Great. Brilliant. Hope that's been helpful, everyone. And uh, we will see you in the next episode.
1: Till next time. Bye for now. Bye, everyone.